Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. And welcome to the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's start the countdown! 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Sex and drugs and rock and roll are the usual ingredients of the rock star. Throw in a few fights, televisions thrown through hotel bedroom windows and possibly an early demise and you have an Oscar-winning biopic right there. Here's someone used to a rock and roll lifestyle. It's Loz with 10 rock star facts. Thank you, Pav. On a drug and alcohol fueled tour in 1984, Ozzy Osbourne used a straw to snort a line of ants off the ground in an effort to gross out his tour mates. In 1984, Def Leppard's drummer Rick Allen had his left arm amputated after being in a serious car crash. Son of a preacher man singer Dusty Springfield used to spend hundreds of dollars on cheap china. Then, uh, to blow off steam, she'd break it all. Before starting the band Kiss, Gene Simmons was a sixth grade teacher. He quit when he realised the reason he wanted to be a teacher was because he got to stand in front of people and be noticed. The first time the Beatles smoked pot was with Bob Dylan. They met up at a hotel and Dylan offered them some... Dylan assumed the Fab Four had smoked it before because he'd misheard their... I can't hide limit lyric from what I want to hold your hand as I get high. Stevie Nicks was offered the opportunity to write the lyrics for Purple Rain, but turned Prince down. Stevie rejected the opportunity, not because she didn't like the song, but because it was too overwhelming. She said in an interview, I called him back and said, I can't do it. I wish I could. It's just too much for me. As an eight-year-old boy, Guns N' Roses lead guitarist Slash walked in on his mother and David Bowie naked in bed. Slash's mother was a costume designer with rock and roll clients like David Bowie, whom she dated. Slash says oh, that, sorry. Sorry. Slash <laughs> says that, awkwardness aside, he liked Bowie and he thought he was cool. <laughs> this is, I did not know this. Elvis was actually a natural blonde. He dyed his hair jet black with shoe polish initially and then later with hair dye. (laughs) Queen's lead singer Freddie Mercury 
dressed Princess Diana in drag and took her to a gay bar in the 80s. According to the memoir of British actor Cleo Rockus, she and Freddie sneaked Princess Diana into the iconic London gay bar Royal Vauxhall Tavern, dressed in a leather cap to hide her hair, an army jacket and dark aviator sunglasses. And last but by no means least, Jerry Lee Lewis, the high-energy pianist, singer behind Great Balls of Fire, got married to his 13-year-old third cousin. Also jaw-dropping was the fact that that was actually his third marriage at 22 years old. All right! <laughs> That's just bad timing to say all right to that. I d- in no way, in right. no way do I condone underage marriage. <laughs> I didn't mean all, to do all that. All getting married to one's cousin. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Thank you very much for that, Loz. Perfectly done, beautifully done for your first go. Well done. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well done. So we're back. We're back. This is our first recording of the new year. So happy new year to everybody. Um, first of all, we'd like to say to Neil, uh, if you're listening, um, just rest up, buddy, and uh, take it easy. And um, Yeah, get well soon. And just get well soon. Yeah, don't go running or doing anything you need to do with on your knee. Just take it, take it nice and steady. Yes. So we are here with Loz, and please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the podcast, Jay. Hello. It's nice to have you. It feels like this one's been on the books for like months and months and months, and we finally now got to do it. Finally, I'm happy. Good, good. Now, rock stars, obviously a fan of music. Yeah. Now, we were talking, Loz and I were talking uh, before we started recording about what your parameters are for, so we do, uh, we're doing top 10 rock stars, just to get that out, out there. What were your parameters to choose who would be a rock star in your top 10 then, Jay? Okay, first of all, they have to have moved me in a way or something, or just, you know, left an impact on me that I cannot even forget. I think mostly people who have lived the life of, you know, like, the rockstar life, as you would call it, a life that just intrigues you and you feel like, man, I wish I would have left it without the part where it ends tragically. So for me, this is a rock star. For me, this is the rock star I want to know. I want to love. Also, someone who, is a, who wasn't afraid to be themselves, even at a time when it was so hard. So yeah, mo- sometimes also a person who defies a category or a stereotype. So for me, this was, besides, of course, the good music, but you can find good music in, you know, like country or just a pianist or something. But a rock star has to be this edgy, scary, gritty character that maybe you want to be in another life, you know, some the disease and the tragic endings and the random shootings. So (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a brilliant way of describing a rock star because we were discussing before how... Um, in the purest sense, which I think this is how Pav's gone, uh, you'd talk about people who, um, if you were to find them on Spotify, for example, they'd be under the rock category because they have played rock music like Led Zeppelin, Ozzy Osbourne, etc. But um, I, the geek in me had to look this up because when I was told I had to do a, a top 10 list, I was like, so what do we actually mean by rock star? So the dictionary says it's a famous and successful singer or, or performer of rock music, which is the purest form, which I think Pav's gone down. Or a person treated as a celebrity, especially in inspiring fanatical admiration. So you could include people like Harry Styles. I mean, he's a rock star to some people. Or thirdly, a highly accomplished and well-regarded person in a particular field. But I much prefer the way that you've just described a rock star. Thanks, (laughs) Vic. I I have to say um, that the way that Jay described it, 
I, the way I've chosen my top 10 is I, if there are people that I would like to see a movie about. So not necessarily the, the purest sense of like the greatest musicians. Um, if you look at it, someone like that, for me, Springsteen would be one of the greatest rock stars, but he's not in my top 10 because it's people that I think, like Jay said, they've got stories. There yeah. seems to be certain checklists with what I call a rock star. They had to have some kind of um, negative upbringing, if you like. They had to have some kind of fight in their life, some kind of just some battle that they needed to get over. They had to have amazing success. They had to not care about ripping up the rule book or getting into trouble. And nine times out of 10, like they died at 27 or they yeah. died, di they died earlier they than of, uh, yeah, that they normally yeah. did. So I think it's going to be fascinating. I think we may well have a few duplicates, mm -hmm. but it's going to be interesting to see what everyone's going for. So, Jay, Me give too. us your number 10. All right. My number 10 is Tina Turner. Yay. That's my number six. Oh, my God. Simply the best. <laughs> <laughs> What's love got to do? You know, I just want to do that. Just to, to get this energy in me, like to imagine to be her. Now, this is something I would have wanted in an yeah. alternative life. Yeah. Yeah, and she had she had one of those lives that like it was amazing on the stage, but an absolute yeah. nightmare away from the stage. Well, especially her early life. Exactly. Yeah. Um was it Ike, wasn't it? Ike and Tina Turner. And again, amazing music, but they're not just that, but she also um like reinvented herself in the eighties when it was like simply the best and what's love got to do with it and all that. She became like this amazing, like the biggest, probably one of the biggest pop stars in the world after like the sixties and seventies, where she was that anyway, but with like Turner. Mm, definitely. Favorite, what's your favorite one then, Jay? What's your favorite? I Tina love her Turner? rendition of Proud Mary. You know, I I I was obsessive about her Proud Mary songs. I just watch all her live performance. And this is me when I like a star or something or a musician. I just watch everything. I watched, I think, Master of Puppets by Metallica every single time. I'd watch all the live versions. So for me, I was just kind of like hounding her Proud Mary performances. And every time something just hits me different and I feel like, man, this woman is a star. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, I was going to look and see how old she is. She's got to be in her 80s now, isn't she, I think? I think so. I mean, yeah. if only if only there was some kind of um, wireless internet um, information delivery service that we'd be able to find that out. I think Loz is looking. Loz is going to find it. I'm on it, I'm on it. She's 83. 83, there you go. She's born on the 26th of November 1939. Um, incredible, incredible. Great one, great one to start. Go on then, Loz, you're number 10. Uh, Paul McCartney. Okay. Wow, I haven't put Paul, but Paul is a babe. I love Paul. I love the Beatles because of my dad, honestly. Because my dad is a babe. I think, I think for me, like the Beatles were just rock stars, and like, I mean, they're I think they're the biggest selling band of all time in terms of record sales. And he, I really wish I'd been at Glastonbury the year that he played Glastonbury. I just think. It would have. He's on my sort of list of people I'd love to see live. I think he's got a story to tell, and um, I'm just a little bit obsessed with him. He doesn't. I don't. I don't think he's kind of necessarily lived the rock and roll lifestyle that we've just been discussing as such. I mean, he probably did when he was in the Beatles back in the day. I'm sure mm. he's, um, he's a bit more sensible now. <laughs> yeah, 
But I mean, the thing is, like now he's, I mean, he's in his eighties now, mm-hmm. and he's he's one of these guys that like you you. I I watched the, I'll tell you, I watched the set from Glastonbury on the TV, and. I've watched a couple more of his like a li- few live videos, and his voice is gone. His, I mean, he's, like he's been singing for probably well, he's in his 80s, sixty-five he? years. He's yeah. probably been singing for nearly seventy years, probably. So it's no wonder that his voice is going. But what what struck me when I was watching him was that like he's one of those guys that when he goes, then you'll appreciate who he was i think because Because he's singing and he's yeah and he's not quite as good as he used to be it's a little bit sort of like oh my god he don't sound very good yes but he's paul mccartney that's that's the problem with rock stars that live into their old age is unfortunately they don't get the same like you know people when you think about amy winehouse or john lennon or michael jackson you know you just think oh my goodness they were such legends because you remember all the good stuff about them and um i think the 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 poor old like the rod stewart's of the day and the you know the stevie nicks of the day and the madonna's of the day because they're aging like you don't think of them as rock stars so i've purposely put half of mine who are still alive on there because I'm like, no, you were a rock star in your day. Wow, right. that's awesome. Yeah. So Jay, you said that like you're you like the Beatles because of your your dad. Why is what's the reason for that? Let me tell you, my dad is the kind of guy you have to listen to this. Dad, I just listen to cooler music now. No, 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 you have to listen to this. And I still remember the time he made me listen to let it be for the first time and he was just you know i can feel him going back to the days when he was back at the beatlemania and attending and feeling it and now he's a dad you know so i just i loved it because i loved the energy and then i started you know like listening to all their tracks on my own but i still remember yesterday and let it be because of him so for me the love for beatles was implanted in me by my dad which like a lot of music you know legends and stuff even david bowie we would discuss him so yeah i can i can still remember this vision clearly in my mind and ever since then i just loved them and listened to them on my own but i just remembered clearly this moment like listen listen you have to listen to this okay then and then yeah, yeah. dad has taste good have you seen the the peter jackson uh get back documentary on disney plus yeah you've got to watch that yeah it it's is fascinating it is, it is like because it's yeah. just very slow moving and not, nothing really happens but it was it was lovely to see them like that yeah and because it's in like 4k it looks like it was recorded no pun intended yesterday yeah <laughs> and that's the amazing thing it looks like and it looks like you're just dropping in and you see them birth songs you'll see mm. paul mccartney sort of play something on, on his bass and that turns into get back or it turns into um let it be or something like and it's just it's it's fascinating it's quite emotional as well because you and it's there's i can't remember which song it is but they're playing with it and you can you can you're trying to say to them you're nearly there you've nearly got that you've just got that's it no 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 you've almost got it and because you know (laughs) what's going to happen you know what the song's going to turn into it's fascinating it is absolutely what i couldn't get over was the amount they were smoking i know so like oh they're just chain smoking the whole time weren't they it is crazy absolutely crazy right uh my number 10 uh jay actually just mentioned him it's david bowie hey my number two wow number two oh he's my man sorry Wow. I mean, to me, he's one of those guys that was that ripped out the rule book. It yeah. was like, oh, you, you know, you have to be dressed like a man. No, you can be dressed yeah. like anything you want. You can look like anything. You're going to look as weird as you possibly can. 
and you're going to create music that is going to be strange. And then in five years' time, you're going to completely change your image and you're going to do it something completely different and be on the forefront, be on the, you know, the curve of everything that's going forward and be a trendsetter and you know, everybody, man and woman, is going to dress like you, is going to look like you. Um, I just think he... And then there's the stories of him. Was he gay? Was he bisexual? You know, there was there was all of these things. You know, did he have an affair with Mick Jagger? And a lot of it is probably just classic rock stories that people have just made up, but it just adds to the the illusion of who the man was yeah, or maybe he, who he wasn't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he's... I think Harry Styles is like the his kind of modern day equivalent, right? He's had all everything you've just said. Harry Styles is doing too, the way he dresses really adrenalinely. The fact that there was a rumor that he was dating one of his bandmates. He's selling out tours. Like he's, I don't think he's deliberately doing it, but I think without him realizing, he's really emulating that feeling again about, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what I wear, and he wears very feminine clothes now, and he completely keeps reinventing himself every few years as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Go on there, Jay. Why is he, he your number two? I just love him. I love him for all these reasons. I love that he just doesn't give a shit about anything. I just love that he's there, out there. You know, I love stars or anybody who's just out there in your face, even if you're like, but I don't like you, dude, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there in your face. And imagine, imagine back then, you know, like besides the ideas that there is all these myths about him, there's all these persona. I also love rock stars or stars in general who have personas, you know, like mm. they kind of, there's the Ziggy era and there's, you know, like the space boy. Era. Besides, I had this feeling that he wasn't even from earth. Like all these spacey songs, you could feel yeah. like, wow, man, you're not even from around here. What are you? Are you an alien? Maybe something is about this guy. Maybe he didn't die. He just got sent back to the planet. So <laughs> I'm there. I was like, okay, you're not real. And I'll keep it that way. Besides, yeah. I'd like to see a movie with, you know, like a story of a Mick Jagger, David Bowie relationship starring Harry Styles. So you go there, Laws. There you go. There I want to see this movie starring Harry Styles. Should we start writing it? Should we start writing it now? We'll uh, we'll say that we've got copyright on that idea then, so that we've 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 put it on there. The other thing about him as well is he wasn't perfect. He had that. I think he had like a enlarged pupil or something in his eye, didn't he? So it looked like he had two different coloured eyes. So there was that mis- like you say about the mysterious, you know, the man who fell to earth kind of thing. And there's. The thing, yeah. And I, I always love imperfections too. And I think in rock stars, imperfections are kind of like heightened because mm. they really want you to see them. Unlike, you know, when you're a pop star or, you know, popular, you just want to be perfect. And I yeah. really hate perfection. I love people with imperfections all the time. So for me, he was like the perfect category. My yeah. ideal rock star, if you say. Perfect imperfections. That's what he is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, right then, Jay, your number nine then, please. Okay. John Lennon. Okay. Because I love him. Um, John Lennon is my number eight. Oh, okay. Lovely, lovely. So close. (laughs) Okay, so go on then. What what reason then, Jay? Like, for me, he is like the opposite of what you would describe. He had a very hectic and crazy life, of course. And you would see it in him. He I just let this band, even when I saw this movie, it was called Nowhere About His History and His Troubled Relationship with His Mother. And I liked it so much because I never thought so. All I would think of when I see John Lennon is like, okay, you know, John Lennon is the least interesting Beatle for me. That was in the past. But then I saw this movie and I'm like, wow, look at the history. But mm. I just 
when he, when the Beatles come to mind, yes, I think of each one of them distinctly. But at the same time, I just think of John Lennon as the iconoclastic, you know, like Beatle. Like he is there. The face is imprinted in your brain. Even the tragic ending and Yoko Ono. I always love their couple, to be honest. So for me, he's just a he's just a part of the rock the rock music for me, you know, like the, the energy that it brings you and the weirdness, the the strangeness, the aloofness that you sometimes feel. So he would be mine. Yeah. He's one of those icons, isn't he? So is that the reason you had him on yours then, Lars? Yeah, absolutely. For all the things that you've just said, he, you know, he wasn't afraid of being himself and the feeling whenever somebody mentions John Lennon, you just know that that's such an important name in the history of music and it's really stays with you and it's partly because of the the tragic circumstances around why he when he died but it was also you know you know that he was goes hand in hand with everything that the Beatles was about and he I, I also loved his his energy and his um relationship um, I think there was something quite special about it because it was quite different from, from back in the day as well so I think that he also, for me, was just, he's possibly one of the coolest people ever to walk the earth. When when you think of the word cool, John Lennon comes hand in hand with that word and the vibe. Like, you couldn't get more cooler than John Lennon, really. <laughs> wow. And he's another, I think he's another one of those ones, though, that he died when he was 40. Yeah. So, you know, would you be calling him? I've always said this, that, like, if, if he hadn't died and if George Harrison hadn't died and the Beatles maybe got back together again, would they be, you know, playing like nightclubs now instead of being the biggest band in the world? But then when you look, but then you look at people like the, like the Eagles and people like that are still selling out stadiums. Yeah, that's it would true, be... that's true. And, and Fleetwood Mac and yeah. and they're all still at it, aren't they? And yeah. we'll still give them a huge amount of respect. Um especially now that a lot of like people are into their vinyl, like vinyl is like the 15th year in a row, vinyl sales have gone up again. Yeah. Um, and I think the younger generation, like my niece, she's 16. She's loving the Beatles. She's loving ex- like, um, like discovering all of these old bands. And I think that like good music, it's always going to be good music. So mm. I'm not quite sure of the point I'm trying to make, but now, there's, there's a great moment in, um, <laughs> Paul McCartney's live show, which he did at Glastonbury. It's the song I've Got a Feeling, where he sings a bit and then John Lennon sings a bit. So he's singing it and he turns around to this massive screen and then all of a sudden it's the footage from the top of um, Abbey Road Studios. No, Apple. It's Apple, isn't it? And and then there's a big... uh, John Lennon is singing his bit back to Paul McCartney. So it's Paul McCartney when he's 80... What is it? 81, something like that. And then the young John Lennon is singing it back. It is fun. There's not a dry eye in the house. Like Everyone's like crying because there's there's John Lennon on the big screen in that bit. Oh, amazing. And also just from a... um, Jay, what you were saying earlier that for you it's about um, how it makes you feel and there's something that, you know, in your life that maybe like family, like parents, for example, introducing you to music. For me with the Beatles, um, yes, that was definitely my dad um, introduced me to the Beatles. And um, at my wedding, we had Hey Jude as the very last um, piece of music that was played. And what happened was all of our guests 
not this wasn't rehearsed or anything, but all of our guests got into a circle and we were all just singing it. We were singing our hearts out and we were just kind of just swaying. And that is just a, a, a moment that I will just be forever implanted in my brain whenever I hear that song, whenever I, whenever I think about my family and my friends all being together. Um, it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Lovely. I've got a little, I think I've, I've, I might have said this on an old uh, episode, um, but my dad has met John Lennon. But, no. Uh, yeah. Where? So, so uh, back in the day, my dad was in a band, and they were trying to get a record deal at Apple. So they took their they took their what they call it, acetate or whatever it was to Apple. They were walking to, through the corridors, and all of a sudden, John Lennon comes walking down the corridor, and he stops. As he stops, he looks at my dad. Now, this is the story that my dad. I mean, look, this might be complete bullshit, but my dad, <laughs> my dad has said this, and that John Lennon turned to him and said, didn't I see you on TV last night? And my dad went, no. <laughs> and then he just walked back off again. So he, John Lennon thought that my dad was someone famous that had been on TV. And I, my dad's been telling that story for years. Oh, what an amazing so, story. Yeah, I hope it's true. I mean, obviously, I can't, I can't corroborate it with That's the people it. that were in it because <laughs> he's not there anymore. But, but yeah, it's like a, it's like a little uh, claim to fame. Um, okay, then, Lodge, your number nine, please. Uh, Stevie Nicks. Okay. Oh. So um, I've seen them play live at the Isle of Wight Festival back in 2017, I think it was. And they were, even though they are getting on a bit, they were brilliant. And mm. um, the, amount, the amount of love for them in the crowd was quite phenomenal considering the age, the demographic would have been quite a bit younger. But I also have a quite cool story about Stevie Nicks. I've once spoke to her on the phone. So um, she was really good friends with this American guy who bought the Bathurst Arms in Gloucestershire, which is just down the road from where Pavo and I live. And I was working there as a waitress. And um, this this landlord, Robbie, his name was, he used to go on and on and on and on about the fact that he knew um, Fleetwood Mac really well. And we were all like, yeah, 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 just thought it was a bit bullshit. And then one day I, I answered the phone, as I always did, and um, expecting it to be like a booking for a table of six for a Sunday roast. And she was like, hi, is Robbie there? I was like... Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who, who can I say is calling? Stevie Nicks. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just go and get him, Stevie. <laughs> Did you not say prove it? Sing, yeah. sing a song to me. Come on. Sing me a song. Yeah. Uh, no, so that was very cool. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I think she's awesome. When you see, when you hear the stories, I was, I think it was a documentary or something on YouTube I watched about. Fleetwood Mac like recording rumors and recording albums in the 70s. It yeah. was amazing they got anything done because all they were doing was taking drugs. That's all they did. <laughs> and then they, yeah, it's like they they did like <laughs> eight eight hour working days, but they did like seven hours of taking drugs and then an hour of singing and and, and playing. <laughs> but but amazing yeah amazing music so i'm amazed that they haven't done a movie on her life i must admit be pretty cool huh yeah i think it would be okay that's a great one uh my number nine is again one of these ones that who knows what it'd been like if he'd have been alive but it's Jimi hendrix yeah he's i mean again you put you say rock star one of the first people you think of is someone like Jimi hendrix but he was I mean, he was one of the twenty seven club I think wasn't he I think Jimi Hendrix yeah I think he I think he was yeah he's like well I think he's like the poster boy for the twenty seven club I think he's like <laughs> for one of the first ones you think of but it's like it would be amazing to know what kind of music without Jimi Hendrix you wouldn't have Prince and you wouldn't have Prince you wouldn't have 
Bruno Mars and and those you know it's there's a lineage that goes to to those kind of people yeah. and Jimi Hendrix yeah. again was one of those guys that that took the guitar and did things with it that nobody thought that you could do with it the, the sounds you could get out of it the fact that he was left-handed and didn't bother with getting a left-handed guitar he just said what's the point of that I'll just get a right-handed guitar and change the strings because you know I haven't got money to get a guitar so we'd always play like a right-handed guitar upside down it's just crazy but one of those guys that it just it would be in an alternate universe what would people think of him now if he was 75 76 or however old he would be it just is one of those things he's encapsulated in time isn't he so he's always a cool looking Jimi hendrix with his headband on playing the guitar i think there are photos of him playing the guitar blindfolded it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, he, used to do, he used to do it behind his head and play yeah. his teeth and all that kind of stuff. I understand you this photo. I think I saw it and I was like, oh, so cool. Okay. Fair play. I mean, that's the way to do it. But it's a man who knows what he's doing. Isn't he? he knows his art and um, just didn't fulfill his full potential, which is such a shame. Um, you know. And he died in Harry Nielsen's apartment. Uh, Harry how Nielsen. How did he die? Um, I think it was a drug overdose or, or he, he died on you know like vomiting vomiting um. chunks uh um yeah but it was in harry harry nielsen who sang the song without you uh was it yeah i can't live if living is without you that one um yeah so he died in his uh london apartment yeah oh, oh what a wonderful happy jolly episode this is it's all about death <laughs> okay then jay your number eight then please Okay, my, my number eight is kind of weird, okay, a little bit. I don't know if you guys know him or not. His name is Buckethead, and he's this guitarist, okay? He's one of the best guitarists out there for me. He always, because he kind of like manifests the epitome of being a musician. Like, if I were a musician or a guitarist, I would be him. He just wears this KFC bucket over his head, and he wears this mime mask. He never reveals his face and he just plays the guitar. Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. And he plays the best guitar tunes ever. For me, I don't know, the first time I listened to one of his, I think it was called Soothsayer or something. And when I listened to it first time, I was just like, who plays like this? What is the, what am I just listening to? It was like on a Spotify, you know, like shuffle and something. And when I listened to it, I was like, fuck this guy. I have to listen to all his discography. And I went down and like listened to everything. And it was a night full of, I think he had a track called Padamasana or Padamasina, something like that. And this track is on my repeat day and night, day and night, day and night, because he just plays the guitar like he's, I can see the electricity lines coming out of his guitar up into the skies. So for me, he gives me shivers every time I listen to him and I'm like, oh man. So he's my number eight. I've just seen a picture of him on, on Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just got, he's got, yeah, he's got like a white white face mask on and then a kfc bucket <laughs> on his head he was also a member of guns yeah. and roses yeah. for four years oh was he yeah i thought oh, I really? it was 2004 he he was a member of guns and roses what with the bucket on his head wow i love that no possibly not okay no he must okay. have been the normal version of him so what we'll do is obviously for our patreon supporters we'll do the video playlist so i will put some bucket head on the video playlist so you can have a look in all his glory i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little bit of a deep dive on bucket head that's one thing i never <laughs> thought i'd be seeing today bucket head wonderful okay thank you jay uh Loz, you said john lennon for number eight yeah that was um jay's number nine 
That's right. Uh, my number eight is the legend that is Ozzy Osbourne. Um, I, th- I think he, again, is one of those, just an absolute animal. How much of the stories about him is true and how much of them are not, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, um, good PR but, around it, right? But, yeah, but the one about him snorting up a load of ants um, was definitely true from what he said. Um, the bite in the head off the bat, I don't think, was actually true although that was the one that he was just famous world over for wasn't it that he took a bat on stage and bit his head off but it wouldn't surprise me if he did actually do do that because he, he just was so high on drugs all the time that he i don't think he knew what he was doing really did he no no <laughs> so and i think there is a there is a biopic in the works um for ozzy osbourne so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise and then he obviously again had a new lease of life when it the sort of what was the first reality show which was like home with the osbournes say, how do you feel about that though because i remember watching it and because i'm a bit younger than you pal yes um, okay Thank i you. didn't know ozzy osbourne particularly as a musician so my first introduction to him was this guy who'd clearly had too many drugs in his life who um was in this kind of trashy reality tv and i feel like that didn't do him i know it probably got them a lot of money which they needed but it didn't do him any favors it did his daughter and his wife a lot of favors and they went on to become much more famous off it Mm. but i feel like for him as a legend um for me now unfortunately his name is just immediately associated with kelly osborne and sharon osborne and the x factor and all that kind of stuff and i don't think of him as a legend unfortunately I think you I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Jay, what's your views on Ozzy? I like that he I like his crazy side, but all the you know, like the other side that Laz just mentioned, he kind of like I don't know, I think my image of him is a little bit muddled, but I think I remembered I discovered him in my teenage years with a person that I had a crush on. So this was good moments for me like yeah Ozzy let's listen so for me it'll always be a good memory you know there's memories of stars that you feel are tainted by the people that you know so every time you just okay I don't want to listen to this song I don't want to listen to this person but there are memories that will keep like for example I listened to the Backstreet Boys opposite of rock stars opposite of rock music when I was a little girl and I had this friend of mine who was non-binary at a time where it wasn't even allowed to be non-binary in our school and stuff and they introduced me to Backstreet Boys and they always they were always cemented in my brain as a manifestation of them so I will be forever grateful even now when I listen to like everybody I'm like okay close (laughs) so for me memory lives because of that person that's yeah that makes sense that makes sense i mean neil is a is a is a big fan of ozzy and i think i've seen him live a few times so i think you would have been more of a um ozzy expert an ozzy expert yeah yeah, yeah. but i yeah. thought he, I, I feel like as a rock star when we've said about all the different things you know i mean he's still with us which is one of those miracles yeah. that ozzy is still with us but yeah. uh, i feel like he had to be in there um right then jay you're number seven then please okay my number seven is okay I had a I had a shift, but for me it will be Metallica's Jimmy Fallon, or Jimmy whatever. I don't remember the Jimmy whatever. I hope it's Jimmy Fallon and it's not the presenter. <laughs> it's just Jimmy. For me, it'll be Jimmy because I just love Metallica and I was obsessed with them. And I knew him at a time where I was dating this you know guitarist uh, in a trashy local band in my hometown, and he was playing Metallica like really good, like Master of Puppets, like nothing else matters or the guitar solos and stuff so for me jimmy will be 
a part, I think, of my idea of a heavy metal band, but at the same time, a rock star. So he's, he's my number seven. So, right. So I don't know anything about Metallica. So is this, the, is, this, is, this, is, this, is this the lead singer you're talking about? No, it's, I think it's the lead or the lead guitarist. Damn, wait a minute. Let me do Right, it. hang on, because I'm going to have a look and see the members... Because I, I know that well, I'm like say, James Hetfield, which could be yes. a Jimmy. Kirk Jimmy Hammett. Fallon's definitely the TV presenter. Yeah, yes, Kirk Hammett. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> James Hetfield, yes, Jimmy, the guitarist. James Hetfield. James Hetfield, yeah. Jimmy Hetfield. Like, Jimmy Fallon, of course, though. <laughs> and he's, then it's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's the, he's the funny dude. No, no, no. Not the- <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jimmy Fallon is going to be so pissed when he listens to this, thinking he was going to be in the top 10 rock stars. Because he's going to be going... For <laughs> some sort of like karaoke he did with yeah. James Gordon. <laughs> oh, fair play. Fair play. Like, yeah, um, Jimmy Hedgefeld, of course. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's I a like good one. Jay. She makes mistakes, the sort of same mistakes I do all the time. <laughs> Imagine being well-researched and like, oh, I have my list and then... <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a tweet later from Jimmy Fallon. It'll just say shit. Go on then, Lodge, your number seven. Uh, Nick Cave. Oh, okay. So he's a bit more out there. He's not so well known. Um, but uh, my husband actually introduced me to Nick Cave. And um, he was the first live gig I went to see out of the pandemic. So we all sort of had to queue up with our masks and we all took our masks off when we sat down. And there was something spiritual about that concert with him because it was the first time I'd been with a large group of people in two years. And the audience, the the vibe coming off the audience was sensational. I remember he had a standing ovation and I felt I I, I was weeping at the end of it because it just felt so good to be back in a in an audience with people and he cried as well and the other thing I, and then I went to see him at the Chapman Literature Festival where he's talking and um he has had one hell of a life he's had a, a son that died um when he was quite young and he uh, did this amazing thing where he was answering people's questions uh, about mental health and um, he's an incredibly intelligent man and hearing him talk, he was just really inspiring to me. And I, I'm a bit obsessed with his Ghostine album and yeah, there's something a bit different about him. He's, he is proper rock and roll. Um, but at the same time, there is something a bit like, as I say, like spiritual about the man. I just think he's amazing. Okay. I've only ever known one of his I songs. Say, I feel like there's a spiritual thing about him. Right. Yeah, he he also there was also a film um, released that he did um, recently that we went to see in the cinema, and I was just mesmerised the whole time. It was just loads of his music, but it was just yeah. I, I would highly recommend you go you you kind of get to know Nick Cave's stuff. Um, it is it's pretty cool, it's pretty special. It's very very different from any music from any other music I ever listened to as well. It's very um, particular, and you know, it's what, like what songs cool. would you? Uh, recommend people to listen to to sort of get into Nick Cave I, I would say start with his Ghostine album 
um the whole album is is very different and give yourself time to get into it because I remember when Josh first played it to me I was a bit like oh it's a bit weird uh, but the more I listened to it the more I began to to love what I was listening to and it does take a little bit of time and then when you read a bit more about him as well that's when you go and go whoa this guy is really interesting mm. <laughs> he's he's strange yeah. looking dude very strange yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very strange looking yeah. i saw the movie that you mentioned but i don't listen to music but his movie the movie felt like just what you said it was an extended spiritual experience yeah not like rock and roll so i totally get what you feel wow. yeah yeah okay See, I feel I feel left out again. Uh, whenever Neil starts talking about music, I feel I'm I'm just not right. in the loop. And the only one I know is the the song that he did with Kylie Minogue. Oh yeah, of course. Which yeah, is very it. different from his, the rest of his usual music. Is it? Well. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, we'll give him a listen, and we'll uh, we'll whack him on the video playlist as well. Uh, my number seven um, is Eric Clapton. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm a massive massive eric clapton i've seen eric clapton play live i think at least half a dozen times but eric clapton to me seems to be like one of those guys a bit like forrest gump he's he he has been around so many amazing parts of rock history he's he is rock history because yeah. he is god he, they, they 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 called him god in the 60s and 70s as and slow hand that was his other nickname as being one of the greatest rock guitarists ever i mean layla Wonderful Tonight, all those songs. But like he was massive friends with Jimi Hendrix. And apparently I think he was with Jimi Hendrix the night that he died and oh, then really? went off went went off and did a gig and and then found out that, that his friend had died. Um obviously his relationship with George Harrison was very up and down because they were they were friends. He he played on While My Guitar Gently Weeps for George Harrison, then stole George Harrison's wife. Um and and also the fact that I've seen documentaries with him where he says that in the seventies he would do gigs led on the stage because he was so drunk that he couldn't stand up. He had to lie on the stage. And you think, how could you do that? How could you still be a rock icon and do things like that? But he obviously had he had issues with drugs and with with drink, but he's, you know, just one of those legends that I think you, he, he is a rock star. He is a rock star in the way that you said at the start, Loz, in the fact that just how he is as a musician and also how you said, Jay, with the fact that he's, he's had ups and downs in his life. Obviously, the, the, I, was, I was really, really into him, the, 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 the era that he lost his son mm. when his, his son fell out of the, the, the hotel, his, his, his actual house, like 13 floors up in his New York apartment. That Tears in Heaven is... Tears in Heaven, that, yeah. That yeah. song where you can't oh, have to cry. Oh, like, God, it's, it's just... just... <laughs> and I can remember, I can remember because he was obviously up and down himself, you know. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, this is going to finish him off. We're going to, we're, I'm going to read the news the next day or a couple of days of time saying he hasn't, he hasn't been able to deal with this and he's, you know, he's done the unthinkable, but he didn't. And fair play to him. He's just an amazing guitarist. And uh, a true rock and roller. So that's my number seven. Jalen, your number six, please. Jennifer Batten. Okay, so let me tell you this story. I love Michael Jackson. I got obsessed with him, but at a very, very late stage. And I would watch all his live performances and I would 
get obsessed with the guitarist, you know, like Van Halen and all these cool guitarists playing with him. And then I find this woman, you know, like massive hair, weird masks and stuff, kind of like BDSM elements and stuff like that. And she's just playing the guitar. She's just killing it. And I'm like, wow, who is this lady? I got to see her. A female guitar player. I love her already. So, um, Hey, are you guys with me? Yeah, yeah, we're with you. <laughs> yeah, you no, don't worry. <laughs> you carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get lost? <laughs> so I researched her and she's Jennifer Patton. And man, I get so obsessed with her, of course. So I just go and follow her and follow all her solo, you know, music pieces and stuff like that. And I keep watching her while she plays Beat It, especially in Dirty Diana with Michael Jackson on stage. And every time she just gets me in. And then... I wanted to see the real woman behind, you know, like the performance and the big hair and all, you know, like the 80s flair. And I found her to be a sweet lady, a normal woman. So this gets me to like, but how can you be both? How can you be this woman whom I can chat with, you know, like at a bar or restaurant or something? And at the same time, be this goddess-like figure appearing on stage and killing it behind Mike. So, yeah, I just love her. Don't you think that that's what a lot of um performers are though is the what they're out on stage is complete is completely different to who they are in real life you couldn't live like that 24 hours a day otherwise i think you probably would die at 27 because it's just you can't be full-on like that all the time yeah this is why i feel like why some survived and why others were like as if the energy was drained out of them like they they lived it even on stage And that's why they died so young, right? Because all of that energy was already taken up in the young t- yeah. I mean, you can say that I've got a couple in my like my next top like five that you would think, well, they should be dead. They mm. definitely should be dead. So that sort of whole rationale then sort of throws out the window because you think, you know, unless people are just like, there are some people that are just indestructible, I suppose, is that, that the way you look at it? And some people are just very fragile. I don't know. But that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, did she play live with anybody else or was it just Michael Jackson? I mean, I'm assuming that she's just always playing live. I think she played live too. I think she mentioned in her, I saw this documentary about her that she recited her life and stuff. And yeah, she played live with others and she had even these cool performances where she played guitar with bees surrounding her and it was so, yeah. It was so gritty. She's it's cool like that she's just well that's the video i look forward to put on the video playlist if i can find them surrounded by bees that'll be amazing when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, right then, Neil. Uh, Neil, see, look, I, I was, was going to see how long it was going to take well, to I'm do. Sitting in for him, so. <laughs> Lars, what's your number six? So uh, I'm sorry, it, it, it's almost a trigger. I feel like I need to just say trigger warning here. Um, and very controversially, my number six is Michael Jackson. Um, okay. Obviously, he's he... my number. He's my number four, baby. Number four. Yeah. So obviously he's, you know, he's been accused of doing some very inex- inexcusable and, and and unspeakable things to young boys. Um, and you know, when you were saying, Jay, how you want to, you know, for a for a lot of rock stars, you want to see a movie of their life and programs. And obviously, many many have been made by um, about him, and unfortunately, they've not always had the most positive spin. Um, uh, as I say, inexcusable. However, you know, if you look into his background and and how he was um, brought up, uh, it starts to explain some of his odd behaviours as he was older. Um, whether or not people are going to uh, forgive me for saying this, his music was phenomenal, and it still remains phenomenal. I wish that it didn't come from somebody who's so controversial, um, uh, but I do still enjoy his music. Uh, it hasn't spoiled it for me. Uh, I, I do obviously have to detach all of that to the music when I'm listening to it. Um, but yeah, it's it's undeniable that, that that music was born from a pure rock star. So there, there is two questions I want to ask to that then. You did sort of touch on it a little bit in the regards to se- separating somebody from their music. So separating a person from their art with whatever's happened. And the other thing is now that he was never, ever actually um, like charged with anything. Nothing Correct. was, nothing was, nothing was ever proven yeah. that, that he did something, but obviously it's not a nice word, but the stink of it all, as always, you say Michael Jackson and people will go, ah, yeah, but you know, he was weird. He was weird. Of course he yeah. was weird. I mean, he, he he didn't have a childhood and he had a life that no one else had. I'm not, I don't know whether he did anything or whether he didn't. I just, it's, it's very, I've always found it hard to work out whether you should separate the man or the person from the music. I feel the same. I, I feel very conflicted. I yeah. feel very conflicted because I don't know whether I'm therefore endorsing his behavior by liking his music, which makes me feel conflicted. But I can't, I can't help myself. I like his music. I listen to it, and I can't help being transported back to the teenager I was when a lot of his music was coming out, um, and just really enjoying it. Um, but I do have to, I have to separate myself 
um, from the the hideous documentaries I've seen about him being accused of certain things because uh, I watched those because I thought you know I wanted to get try and get a balance of you know what went down. We don't know if those people were, were telling the truth. Obviously, no. it's never been proven. But um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a pity that you know I do feel conflicted around his music. Mm. So Jay, uh, you're number four. Yeah. Yeah. That's so obviously... because he's exactly a lot of the things that Laws said. But I discovered him like yeah, he was there during my childhood and my teenagehood. And my friend who introduced me to the Backstreet Boys was so obsessed with him. And now I know why because a song like "No One Cares About Us," it would speak to them in a way that yes. nobody really understood them and nobody cared about them. And I could feel the fury intensity when they were singing it. But then, you know, he didn't do anything for me when I was young, but he did it for me when I was kind of older at a very dark time in my life. I kind of rediscovered his music and that's, and I became really, really interested in it. And then of course I kind of, I even saw the documentaries that Laz just said, because I was so intrigued by his life in general, because I think he had this, creep factor about him like i would watch thriller and feel like there's something scary about you michael i gotta know what it is you scare, <laughs> you scare me man you just want to be a kid but you're not a kid and there's a part of you that wants to scare people but the way that kids do like he just wants to go behind you and like boo you this is what thriller felt for me so he mm. was an intriguing character and an intriguing musician of course yeah yeah no, i agree uh yeah it's because it's weird you've got somebody like say r kelly who has been yeah. you know charged convicted of of terrible terrible things yeah. and then and so uh, that you can say right then all of his music i feel should be just locked in a vault no one should be allowed to listen to it ever again yeah and then with michael jackson there's a little bit i think like i say you say the name and everybody goes well oh, yeah what a weirdo yeah and but his music is amazing and he's never actually been like fully charged mm-hmm. with something so it's all hearsay I, I don't know. It's a very, very confusing line and, and fuzzy line that you have to draw. Yeah, because yeah. he wasn't around to defend himself when those documentaries came out. So Exactly. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Exactly. Okay, uh, my number six was Tina Turner. So, uh, Jay, back to you with your number five, please. Joanne Jett. Oh, right, okay. I don't really care about my reputation. Uh, this was discovered <laughs> during my teen Angus, teen grunge parts and times when I was hanging out with a cool kid, I was like the good girl in school. And then I discovered bad girls. I was an, an old girls Catholic school, by the way. So I discovered the bad girls and their bad boyfriends and all the musicians, the local musicians that I would hang out with. And this was the kind of music we would listen to. And I would just, you know, like glare it inside the house and just dance, you know, like to piss my parents off and just even with my friends and stuff. So for me, she was, she just kind of like sank my mind at the time and i love rock and roll too it just made me feel like wow i just love this lady i want to be her friend. i want to and then i discovered the runways too and i don't know everything about her was just mesmerizing to me at this point so she'll always have a soft deposit in my heart mm. i don't know about you ladies but i always find a woman playing a guitar is very sexy and i don't know why 
I don't know why it is. I don't, especially, and sometimes even when they're playing a bass guitar, which looks too big for them, which is that's not sexist, is it? I'm not not trying to be no, sexist. I, I, well, I would agree with you in that I think anyone playing a guitar looks sexy, men, many male or female. There's just something very sexy about somebody who's very good with their, you know, with their fingers, and it looks so effortless. All right, so. calm down, Lars. Calm down. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Lars. Come on, continue. This is the kind of talk. I mean, let's, let's face it: a guitar player looks far more sexy than a trombone player. Like, there's just not the trombones aren't sexy, but guitars are just a sexy instrument, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, it depends how you're playing the trombone, I suppose, how, how sexy it is. But... Ooh. <laughs> well, um, it's getting a bit hot in here now. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know we were going to be talking. <laughs> face is going all red. Look, it's going all red. Um, yeah, I mean, she. I don't think she was really as massive in the UK as she was all around the world, like especially in America and places, Joan Jett. I think. I don't know, you guys. Look, I, I love rock and roll. I know that. I definitely know that song. And um, Bad Reputation, isn't it? It's like a, a really sort of big, yes. big hit. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I say, she's a woman. She's a chick with a guitar. What more do you need? I mean, they can't get much more rock and roll than that, really, can you? And she kind of gives this, you know, like aggressive attitude, you know, like. And, yeah. uh, and I like this in a woman, to be honest. Like in a man, I like them to be softer and cuter and like dancing with butterflies. As women, I like to like, like this. And, yeah, because yeah. you it's feel like if you if you met her in a bar, you wouldn't want to mess with her because she'd beat you up. This is the thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, then last, your number five, please. My number five is Amy Winehouse. Oh, Okay. So, uh, again, a film has been made about her. Um, I actually saw her live before she became famous in a really small um, venue in Bristol. Uh, It was part of Bristol University, and I was at university at the time, and a friend of mine was like, let's go to Bristol. I've got some tickets to this gig. The tickets were like seven quid. I've still got the ticket, actually, somewhere. And it was her, and she was quite, uh, she was a good size 16 then. She was, like, really curvy, and we were sort of stood sort of about middle. There's probably only about 30, 40 of us watching her. And I remember turning to Finn, my boyfriend at the time, and saying, she's going to be famous. She is phenomenal. Like, it it was a voice that I'd never really heard before like her style of singing and she was very she didn't have the big beehive or anything at that stage she just had this beautiful long black hair and I yeah I knew she was gonna be famous and yeah give it to to, think two or three years after that she became very very famous but she lived the proper rock and I mean she just exhausted herself didn't she sadly and died very young yeah Um, but yeah was she was an amazing amazing performer she always feels to me like she was one of those ones that had the talent and the worst thing that could have happened to her was become famous. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's sort of like it's yeah. a wasted talent, but just the, the demons that came with yeah. being famous just like overtook her and, her and destroyed yeah. her in the end. Yeah. Which is really, really sad. An amazing voice. Oh, just an amazing yeah. voice. But uh, yeah, great one. Um, okay, my number five. So I was thinking about whether to put him in my top 10. I thought you have to. Um, I don't know how much of Rocket Man is true and how much of it is not, but you have to have El- Elton John is one of these ones. Hey, that- he's my third, number three. He's your number three. Yeah. He's another one that, I mean, in, in, in all reality, he should have died probably in the 70s sometime. Yeah. You know, <laughs> with, the, with the amount of drugs that he was taking. Um, but he still would kick out amazing songs. Yes. You know, it's just crazy that somebody had that kind of life. 
Yeah. And again, didn't have a particularly happy like No, uh, and then somebody's made a film about him and that film was brilliant. I loved the film. Have you seen the film? I have seen yeah. Wasn't it amazing? It's it's really yeah. I prefer that to Bohemian Rhapsody, I must admit. Yeah. Out of the out of the two um biopics that were I think they're uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I, I'd say Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, oh, would you? Okay. We'll, we'll I'm argue, seeing argue about next year. I've got Glastonbury tickets. Yeah. Oh what, for Elton John? Yeah, so he's playing live on the Sunday. I'm so happy that it's him. Excellent. So Excellent. Well, he's on his final tour now, isn't he? I know. So that's it. Yeah, it'll be emotion. It'll be very emotion. Very emotion. Very emotion. So go on then, Lars. Why is he on your number three? Um, he's always been around ever since I was born. He was famous when I was born for music, and he's still really famous when I was born for music. He's been a constant in my life for um amazing songs and then the other slight sort of personal connection I have to Alan John is that my cousin Clear is a Welsh guard and he carried Diana's coffin at her funeral and obviously Alan John did um Candle in the Wind which I think uh, I'm not sure if this is 100% correct is one of the best selling songs of all time yeah. uh, singles anyway um so I remember uh, you know feeling incredibly proud of my cousin for carrying Diana's coffin and um that song I remember going and buying it um as a CD and so I I don't know there was just something about Alan John that for me he's always always he's still alive as you say whereas some of these quite a few of these legends aren't alive and I think I my appreciation of him grew massively when I saw the film and I found yeah. out more about him and his background and um there, I've got a theory that um most people who are famous are a little bit broken and that's why they're famous absolutely um, agree. because they are running from something and they are normally trying to cover up some incredible amount of pain and they do it with either drugs but they get really good at what they do because they want to like push the pain right down or it's a two fingers up to you to whoever it is whether it's their mum or their dad or whoever the naysayers were in their life it's like fuck you I'm going to do this and I'm going to be amazing uh, I think he was just a really good example of that he was yeah he, yeah he's just he's such a legend he's he, he comes across as an, an amazing bloke um and he hasn't really put put wrong really either if you think about the controversies of him he's he's just an all-rounder really good guy it seems to me yeah what watch tantrums and tiaras that's that's when you see the other side of elton john he's a bit sassy he's having a go at people yeah, it's, yeah. He, can, he, he can turn a little bit he can be he can I really can well imagine yeah, yeah yeah he can really get in a mood. The famous though you just get so used to having yes people around you so the minute someone says no it's like what yeah <laughs> Yeah, one of my favourite... That's not excusing it, but... One of my favourite bits of footage, because he did a residency in Vegas. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't understand why, near the end of the uh, of the, the, the show, people from the state, people from the audience would come up and surround the piano. So they'd let them come up. So he's there playing whatever it is, Benny and the Jets or whatever. And then you've got people around him, like, trying to take selfies... And he's getting, you can see he's getting more and more pissed off because people are like just fannying around around him and he storms off. You can see him going, ah, oh, fuck this. And he just storms off the stage. And I'm thinking, well, why do you let people go around your, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Because you just let people sit in their seat and maybe you wander around. Or Don't let him up on the stage. Because you can see his face. He's getting more and more irate and pissed <laughs> off because people are just farting about around his, his piano anyway 
but yeah, he's an absolute legend. Absolutely. Another one that when he does go, I think it's more, you'll more yeah. appreciate who he was and what he yeah, did. Definitely, um, definitely. Just with the, just with the songs, if anything else, just his lifestyle, but his songs were just amazing or are amazing. Um, okay. So that was number five, my number five. Um, Jay, your number four was Michael Jackson. Yep. So Loz, what's your number four? Adele. Adele. Oh, I, I love Adele. So uh, she's just somebody who's been on my list of people I'd really love to go and see live because I think she is, um, I don't know, something about that woman who, watching her grow and, you know, doing it very publicly and, you know, finding herself. And then she disappears for years on end and then comes out and, like, releases just the most phenomenal music. For me, it's really about the music with Adele because um, she hasn't done particularly anything rock and roll other than lose a ton of weight recently. But she's her music just really resonates with me as a woman. And um, her voice is absolutely phenomenal. And I just love the fact she's, like, really like, oh, fuck off, like, <laughs> you know, she, she looks amazing and stunningly beautiful. And then she opens her mouth and then this like London Cockney accent comes out and she asks yeah. lines. And I just really like that about her. But even though she lives in LA, she still speaks like that. And I don't know. She's just, I think she's just brilliant. Love her. Yeah. My you wife and I, line, you? we went and saw her when she was at Wembley Stadium. I, what, what was it? 2019, 2018? Yeah. I remember being the, so jealous of you. It was the last gig before her throat. Um, went yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were, we were, what, and I was, yeah, because you were in this room with when Neil, um, because you, yeah. you were doing, because you were doing a like, you were doing a radio show for us at that time, at that and point. So I trouble. called in, and you got into trouble. That's right, because Neil did something he shouldn't have done. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, but I cried my eyes out because the first song that she did was "Hello." And I yeah. was crying my eyes out. I was absolutely crying. But then she, I can't remember what song, I think it was Skyfall, the Bond song. She started yeah. singing it. And because her throat was getting worse, she stopped. And like, like you say, voice of an angel. And then like she's halfway through the song. And then she goes, nah, 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 nah. Fucking stop this shit. She's like, I'm fucking crap. I <laughs> <laughs> like, just piss themselves laughing. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So Jay, you a, a Adele fan? Well, I'm an Adele fan. I'm not really a huge Adele fan, but I love the fact that she's a woman in pain who's just not afraid of it. You know, I really like it when a star or someone just kind of like breaks as if the ribcage is bursting and you could see the insides. This is what I love. I love that she's out there with all her emotional vulnerability. She's not even trying to be like, I'm a strong woman, you know, like, no, I'm vulnerable. I'm, yeah. I've been in love and I've been broken by love. And these men have hurt me. I love this about her so much. Of course, her voice is larger than life. But mm. the fact that she's just breaking in front of us, this just this gets me. I like it with, with artists in general. I don't like artists who are like, you know, even the girl power movement sometimes gets to me. But when it's like, yeah, girl power, as in I'm a survivor, but I'm just cr crying and I'm burning and I'm in pain. Oh, even better. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, okay, so that was your number four then, Lars. Uh, my number four is Freddie Mercury. I think you have to put Freddie in there. Um, so let's have the let's have the um, Bohemian Rhapsody versus Rocket Man conversation. First time I watched Bohemian Rhapsody, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Especially the last 20, 30 minutes where they recreate the whole Live Aid 
Yeah, pretty, oh, it's amazing. Pretty much shot for shot. It's amazing. Yeah. They there are we'll put it on the video playlist. There is a video on YouTube where they have the original footage and that footage side by side. And it is crazy how well that they've recreated that. But the trouble I find is I think that they they what's the word? They cleaned it up a little bit too much. They cleaned up Freddie's life just that little bit too much. And I think where originally it was going to be Sasha Baron Cohen that was going to play uh, Freddie Mercury. And it was going to be very sort of warts and all. We're going to tell you everything that Freddie did. And then Brian May and Roger Taylor got involved and said, no, no, we're going to make it more about the band. And I think that's sort of, I would like to have seen Freddie's real life, what, what Freddie really was like as opposed to it being what I class as like a, just a, a normal biopic where it seems very sort of um, sanitized or a little bit, there's a little bit of what he was like, but the rest of it is all very sort of like a normal biopic. Now, obviously you ladies seem to like Bohemian Rhapsody more than I did. So Jay, go on, give us a reason why you like Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh my gosh. I said, I hate Oh, you said you hated it. I thought you said you loved it. No, oh, fair it. enough. Right. So I was so, like, it, oh, I hate it. But I didn't like it. I don't, it, it didn't feel like, okay. So for me, like the recent movie, Albus, starring Austin Butler, a lot of people have had controversial opinion about it. Okay. But I loved it so much and crazily. Why? Because I felt this was him. Even if the right. movie wasn't as good, blah, blah, blah. I have to have to feel like the movie is the artist. Bohemian Rhapsody didn't feel like Freddie Mercury to me. This is why I didn't like it. Like I was watching and I'm like, no, this is not him. This is not the energy I'm getting. Bye. So for me, it's maybe the, for me, Rocket Man felt like Alton John. Yeah, this is him. Which is why, I like, okay, it was really well made and really interesting to watch. Like this movie that I mentioned, Nowhere Boy, it was made about this part of John Lennon's life. And I felt like, I think John Lennon would have been acting this way in his teenagehood or pre-making uh, the Beatles. So for yeah. me, yeah, I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody for this reason. I didn't get the energy from it. I, so it was for me like, no, sorry, you're right. not buying it to me. That's, so, so that's that's uh, Jay and me don't like Bohemian Rhapsody. So Lars, why did you like Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> um, I think for me, uh, I, I just I, it, it's not always easy to explain what it is that's. Um, enlightened your imagination but I loved the live aid part at the end because I've always said that I really wish I'd been there and it it transported me there mm. and for a moment when I was watching that film I was like oh I'm, I'm I'm getting it I can feel the vibe of live aid and it felt a, a phenomenal um and there were some really poignant moments in that film particularly when there's a piece where he's uh, living separately to his estranged partner who's in the opposite building and you can tell he's just really lonely and he's like yeah. oh come round," and she's like no I'm not going to come round, Freddie and you I just was screaming like go round he's just really lonely he just needs you and um because perhaps I didn't know him you know uh while he was alive I was a bit too young, I think, to like understand his vibe or know him. I felt like I got to know him through the film, right yeah. or wrong. I also loved, there were some really funny moments in it. I loved it, for example, when the, they're in the studio and they're experimenting like with different sounds and using different tools and stuff to make certain sounds. And I loved all that about it. And 
I just, I think perhaps because I prefer Queen music to Elton John's music just a tad, I was always going to love it a little bit more because I love mm. the, the songs in it as well. Um, so it, don't get me wrong, they were very close. Like some days I'm like, oh, I can't decide which one I prefer. But because they came out like what, a year or two between each other, didn't they? Yeah, well? yeah, it wasn't that long. <clears throat> but yeah, I, yeah, I loved it. Okay. Um, yeah. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, okay, then. So that was my number four. Jay, your number three, please. Kurt Cobain. Okay. And why is that? Because for me, Kurt Cobain is the opposite of the rock star that you feel is self-destructive, pretty angry. He's like the too fragile for this world star. Yeah, I know that Nirvana's music is just so loud and so angry. And so, But for me, he was the opposite of it. He was like this little baby who needs to be... Sh- like, for me, is if I would pick someone to play him it would be Austin Butler the one who played Elvis because they have this similar you, you can feel this fragility you know like people someone who is too fragile for this world you just feel like you gotta take him and see what's wrong with you so for me I knew even before I knew that he died so young this guy wouldn't make it this mm. world would be too harsh for him too strong for him not the drugs nothing this guy wouldn't survive I don't know why like you could feel it. these are these fragile souls who are tormented by the amount of massive talent they have they don't even understand it they can't contain it so mm. they'll just break eventually so i just look at him not as a rock star in the gritty scary sense of the word but more of the fragile ethereal sense of the world so i love him i, I class him the same as like amy winehouse yeah i think yeah. He, his talent just was too big for him to actually once they broke you know if i think if he'd have ended up being in a band where they were just playing little clubs around America for like the next 30 years, he'd have been quite happy. But because they became probably the biggest rock band in the world in the 90s, it's too much for for him, like you say, to to handle. And he just cannot handle it. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not a massive Nirvana fan. I don't know about you, Lars. I don't know whether you are or not. I've never really gotten into it. I've liked some of their music. I was was more into them um, in my sort of um, angsty teenager uh, age for sure like when I was sort of 16 17 smoking quite a lot of weed <laughs> <laughs> I like Nirvana <laughs> oh, fair enough um but yeah again he's another one of those poster boys for the 27 club isn't he you know mm. and it really I mean it's it's interesting to find out what it's a whole sliding doors moment isn't it because if Kurt Cobain hadn't have done what he'd done Dave Grohl wouldn't be probably the person that he is today yeah you know, and and he's become a rock star in his own right, which um, wouldn't you know? He'd, he'd probably still been Nirvana's drummer if that had just been the case. So it's very strange. Um, okay, Loz, your number three was Elton John. It was, yeah. Uh, my number three, uh, not a leading man, uh, not a lead singer of a band. He was a drummer, but probably the craziest drummer in the history of rock and roll. And it's Keith Moon from The Who. <laughs> And um, you're looking a bit puzzled there, Jay. Yeah, seriously, because I I don't think I've listened to the Who. I'm I'm not a fan of the Who. I've, I know some of their hits, but Keith Moon is legendary in the fact of um, just the rock and roll lifestyle. Literally, the sex. I think sex, drugs, and rock and roll was because of him. You know, it was like he would go on massive drug and alcohol benders he would wreck hotel rooms throw tvs and beds and whatever out of hotel rooms he was an absolute 
nightmare. <laughs> and even when The Who played, you had um, Roger Daltrey swinging his microphone, you had Pete Townsend smashing his guitar up, and you'd have Keith Moon smashing his drums up. So it just been like an absolute <laughs> nightmare. So, yeah, there is some amazing footage, which I'll put on our Patreon video playlist. I'll find it from YouTube and put it on there because it's... You have to see it to believe it. The words of me just saying what an actual, you know, an, an, an animal he was. And I'm sure that's where the animal from uh, the Muppets. Yeah, sure that animal. Why, yeah, I'm sure that's why he is a drummer because yeah. of Keith Moon, because that's what Keith Moon used to do. He used to be an absolute animal. So there you go. That's my number three. Uh, okay. Jay, your number two was David Bowie. Mm-hmm. So, Loz, your number two, please. Madonna. Oh, right. Okay. So um, she's kind of like, she's a bit washed up now, isn't she, bless her? But Madonna, for me, in the 90s, um, so my sister's 10 years older than me, and my sister was what who got me into Madonna. She loved Madonna. And I would have been maybe, I don't know, eight or nine when I first sort of started started listening to her music. So I was listening to like Like a Prayer was was the big um, songs of the day. And they just felt like, for me, they're just massive anthems of, um, I think she was one of the first sort of girl power women. I think she, um, the way that she would dress was quite out there for the times. Uh, I think she's always been a very powerful image for, for women. And what's really interesting about Madonna, she did that Madonna sex book, which I don't know if you've ever seen it, but mm. it's incredibly pornographic and it's yeah. and it's littered with BDSM um, imagery, like bondage and imagery. And what's amazing is that she never got put into that, oh, she's a slag, she's a slut like category um because essentially she did porn and she promoted porn she sold porn so much so that i remember the book had to be put into a foiled sealed uh envelope um because it was so you know shocking and i remember seeing these images when i was quite young because i i snuck the book out of my sister's bedroom to have a look at it and i remember feeling really like oh my god like i was so shocked by it but madonna did something there that was really quite something that she didn't end up on the pile of you know oh she's just she's just porn she's just you know somebody that did porn she she kind of she she got you know slated for it but she still rose again and be- became just as famous afterwards and unfortunately because she's still alive she has become you know unfortunately she's done a lot of surgery to her face and she's keeps marrying really young men and it's yeah. you know it's, I, I feel like I just want to put her in a box and go right stay at this age please yes yeah. <laughs> stop making a fool of yourself um because she for me like was quite I was quite influenced by her and I was quite influenced by her power I think and I remember thinking wow she's a real idol um when I was younger mm. also I just love some of her music it's just amazing like she would she again she would she would reinvent herself every few years as well wouldn't yes. she She'd be different different herself. image yeah, yeah. Jay, uh, Jay a Madonna fan I like that she's ballsy yeah. Really. She's just balls out. You know, like I would always imagine her like this. She's just there kind of like masturbating on stage and just challenging <laughs> religious crap. So for me, I just love it. Even if your songs I'm not a fan of, I just love you for what you do. Go on, keep it girl. And 
I just like, and I watched a lot of documentaries about her too. And thus those got me into her. And of course I saw the aforementioned book. Very interesting. Yes. Really well. Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. for you, babe. So yeah, I love her for that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, she is an icon. It's just a shame, like you say, that she can't just. I just want her to be frozen in time. Yeah. It's like, I'd yeah, say grow old gracefully. It's a bit unfair to say that. Yeah. It's a, yeah. You know, but you know, what do you do? What do you do? Anyway, my number two, uh, I think, is the ultimate. Uh, I know he's not my number one. He's number two. But Keith Richards from uh, the Rolling Stones is one of those guys that probably should be dead four times, five times over, let alone just be dead. I mean, he's the amount of drugs. I've listened to his um, uh, the audio book of his uh, autobiography, Life. And it's just crazy when he, even he reads out like the, his life story and he's he's laughing that he should be dead at that point or he should be dead at that point or he took so many drugs that he shouldn't remember like he, he says that there are years in the 70s that he just cannot remember because he took so much drugs and drank so much drink and he is the literal sex drugs and rock and roll him and keith moon god i mean they, I, it's amazing there are any drugs left in the 70s for anybody else let alone beat <laughs> with mac you know but also iconic in regards to the the sound of his music writing some amazing songs with Mick Jagger uh, and still going. That's the thing. They're all in their 80s and they're still rocking and rolling. You know, all right, it costs you probably 500 quid to try and get a ticket to go and see them, but they're still doing it. So fair play to him. You, you know, I think he's just pickled now that he just will carry on for the rest of time. He'll just outlive <laughs> us all. But but I don't know. Are you guys fans of Stones? or Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Jay? Regular. Not like Matt. When I'm a fan, I'm a crazy fan. I'm a crazy fan. And when I'm, a, you know, like I appreciate your art, but you just don't do anything for me. This is my stage with the stones. Oh, right. Okay. Like you guys are awesome, but you don't do it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so you wouldn't pay 500 pounds to go and see them then? No, I, I actually wouldn't pay 500 pounds to see anything. You guys are keep talking about concerts and stuff, and I'm like talking about listening to these songs with my local bands or my exes when we were teens. So I feel like, oh, I'm the last call of the bunch. You know, people oh, yeah, God, talk, no. I saw her live and she was amazing. And I'm like, well, my boyfriend played this. And it was yeah. really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I wouldn't. Uh, okay, right. So before we reveal our number ones, um, Jay, do you want to give us your countdown from 10 to 2? Then Loz will do the same, and then I'll do the same. Okay, and I hope I get it right. Tina Turner, John Lennon, Buckethead, um, Jamie Hetfield, Jennifer Batten, Joanne Jett, Michael Jackson, Kurt Cobain, David Bowie. Wonderful. Loz? Paul McCartney, Stevie Nicks, John Lennon, Nick Cave, Michael Jackson, Amy Winehouse, Adele, Elton John, and Madonna. Thank you very much. And mine is uh, 10 was David Bowie, 9 Jimi Hendrix, 8 Ozzy Osbourne, 7 uh, uh, Eric Clapton, 6 Tina Turner, 5 Elton John, 4 Freddie Mercury, 3 Keith Moon and 2 Keith Richards. Jay, what is your number one rock star? Quite controversial, I must say, but it's David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. Wow. They're, okay. Because Pink Floyd, for me, these guys... They're not just playing music. They are these guys are aliens. They are just like David Bowie to me. Like these guys must not come from this planet. They come <laughs> from another planet. Their music is so spacey. I remember the first track I listened to was Marooned, and I was there. 
okay, where are we going? Where are we going with this? What are you guys doing? So for me, the, the guys playing this kind of guitar, he's God, you know, like I know there, you have your Claptons, you have, you know, like your girls, you have your everyone, but this guy playing this kind of music on planet earth. Okay. Hello. Ne- Neil would love you because he is Pink Floyd all the time, every time. Mm-hmm. So there you go. He's, you're he's be a fan of I mean, they're calling out to me and I should go to this planet and leave this wretched place. Please. Take me. Thank you. I need, come on, Neil. Let's yeah, there you out. go. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. I must admit, I wasn't expecting that as your number one. But there you go. Okay, then. Loz, what's your number one? He's already been mentioned, but mine is Freddie Mercury. Right. Okay. Um, because, and I will strongly argue this, I think he is the ultimate showman uh, live. So if you think about the energy that he puts out, um, and a, a great example was at Live Aid, the amount of money that started coming, rolling in after he was on stage and during he was on stage, because the, he he had this magic of uh, bringing an audience together um, that I just, other people did have, but in very different ways. The way that he was present on the stage um it's just just something else just otherworldly really i think you're right yeah there you go (laughs) you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and that is a that is an we hate saying the iconic word and the i word but that is an iconic performance the whole oh yeah 23 minutes i think it was yeah um at live aid yeah he is he is the ultimate front man i think yeah um yeah very good Okay, my number one, which I thought Jay was going to choose as well, as you mentioned the Elvis movie, uh, is Elvis Presley. He's the king of rock and roll. I got to tell you, I didn't mention him. I got to tell you, because I love Elvis. Because for me, okay, for me, Emmy Winehouse is mainly jazz. Elvis is mainly gospel. For me, even when he's playing rock, he's gospel. This is why I didn't pick him, but I love Elvis. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. The way I look at it is that he's the king of rock and roll. Yeah. So he is the ultimate. I think he's not. He's not the ultimate rock star. He is the blueprint for a rock star. He is the first rock star. I love him so much. I don't think anybody ever before him had to had to deal with the fame that Elvis dealt with. Yeah, yeah. And there was there was nobody around that that did what Elvis did, or that was as successful as Elvis was. But the more and more I watch like him live and then also there's some great behind the scenes footage of Elvis he just looked like someone that just like had a laugh you know yeah. he just seemed to have an amazing sense of humor but again you look at all the all the boxes you want to tick for someone being a rock star had a, a really poor upbringing uh, poor as in I mean that, that he was poor I mean he had a mother that loved him but he was like really they were really really poor I've not seen the Elvis movie yet and I'm Please. waiting for it to come out on um like on Sky so that we can watch it because I've some been able to pay for it or whatever. I'm not gonna never went to the cinema to watch it, but I'm looking forward to it. You have to. But he's a guy that has obviously had a lot of demons in his life, you know, had a lot of things that he was fighting against. But look, he he's my man crush, okay? If oh, someone yes. said to me, right, you had to have sex with a man, Elvis. 68 special with the leather gear on that's that's my man he's he's my man have you um have you ever um, had done a podcast with Aaron? 
Yes. Yeah, we, that we, we, that we did. That must have been a bit awkward. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we did top 10 Elvis songs. That's what we did with, ah. with Aaron. Yeah. Do you quite fancy Aaron then? Yeah. He's a good looking guy, Aaron. He he's looks a good like looking, Elvis. He does look a lot like Elvis. <laughs> and he's got that leather suit as well yes. just to say just uh, just really he was a guest okay so i gotta look you gotta listen yeah yeah, yeah. Look, he's like a lookalike he he does he, impersonations he's brilliant he does yeah he Hello, does he, he does <laughs> an elvis he does an elvis tribute act and he's actually he spent thousands on the you know the like the vegas all-in-one suits he has spent thousands on yeah. getting them that are absolute replicas um he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. One of the most um, quiet and shy yeah, guys shy. you meet. But when he gets up there as Elvis, he's a different guy. Well, he's Elvis. That's what he is. He's Elvis. And he's he's fantastic. I, I love Aaron. I really do. Not that way. I mean, Elvis is Elvis. You know. Okay, Pam. <laughs> I feel like I've let a lot out today. I feel like I've let a lot of different demons and... The energy and, is just um, awesome. Secrets. I know. <laughs> I know. I, love you guys. I think it's you, Jay. I think it's you. Bring it out on us. That's what it is, you know. Thank you, guys. Um, you. But yeah, so th that's my that's my number one. Let's go through a few of the uh, honourable mentions we had. Uh, at Noah Andy said, "100% Dave Grohl, not just for staying power, but moving from one of the greatest grand jacks of all time and forging a name for himself as the front man of one of the biggest stadium fillers around." Kit Torpin said, so many aspects make up a true rock star. Freddie is top choice on many lists, but I'm sure, uh, I'm not, uh, on many lists, I'm sure, but I'll throw Alice Cooper's name in the ring and a nod to Nigel Tufnell also from Spinal Tap. Interesting. Uh, at And Why Not Pod said, as we're a movie podcast, we'll go with movie rock stars and say Russell Hammond and Jeff Beebe from the band Stillwater in Almost Famous, Nigel Tufnell from Spinal Tap, The Kid, Purple Rain, Bill S. Preston and Ted Theodore Logan from the Bill and Ted trilogy and Nick Rivers from Top Secret at Token Nerd. <laughs> why not? And why not? Storage is my guy. He's my oh, friend. Excellent. Um, at Token Nerd said Springsteen yeah. is top for me, uh, but there's also Prince, Tom Petty, Dave Grohl, Chris Cornell, Billy Idol, uh, Lane, Stally, Alice in Chains, Haim, Florence and the Machine and uh, Eddie Vedder. Uh, that's 10 off the top of my head, but there are probably loads more. Indeed, there are loads more. Uh, uh, Dan Harper said Robert Plant, Mick Jagger, John Bonham, Rod Stewart, Gene Simmons, James Hetfield, Paul McCartney, Robert Smith, <laughs> Simon Le Bon, Dave Grohl. In no particular order, any one of these folks equal rock star. And finally, uh, Mickey La Harrison. Fictional rock stars have to be Bill and Ted. Real life has to be Dave Grohl. That man rocks a live show to the max. There you go. Well, we've done it. Yes. The top 10 rock stars officially in the bag. We've done it. That's it. It's official. Nobody can argue with us now. Those are the official top 10s. <laughs> so before we say our goodbyes, Loz, um, would you like to tell everybody how to get in touch with us and all that gubbins? Of course. So you can find us on all of our social media channels at Top 10 Pods. Spell the word 10, not numerical. It's at Top 10 Pods. If you want to get in touch or send suggestions for episodes, you can email top10pods at hotmail.com. Our Patreon can be found at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods. There are great rewards such as bonus uh, episodes, video playlists, limited edition merchandise, and you can even be a guest on your very own episode. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on YouTube, TikTok, and all podcast providers. 
that was done like you've been doing it for years. Well done, Loz. <laughs> well done. Jay, thank you so much for joining us. Um, what have you what have you got coming up? What have you uh, got planned on how can people get in touch with you? They can get in touch with me on Instagram or on Twitter. I'm Jailan Salman. I have also my YouTube channel where I post, you know, like artistic collaborations with other artists, short movies and visual poetry and stuff. They can also read my poetry and my music articles on theprose.com. Uh, this is this is it for me. Excellent. Well, we'll put some links in the show notes so they can just click on that and then go straight to you. Jay, okay. it's been an absolute pleasure. Will you come back and do it again sometime? We'll find another excellent subject to chat to. I'm in. I'm in. Excellent. Yes, that's what we like. Thank you so much, Jay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lars. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bless you both. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Let's go and uh, start the countdown. And Neil, keep your feet up. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.